What is up, everybody? We are back at the Smart Remarks podcast. It is a beautiful, beautiful Monday. Um, that's a lie. It's actually not very beautiful. It's rained all day, um, which is kind of annoying because I needed to mow all day and it rained. And it's been really muggy here in Tennessee, if you are listening. Um, let's actually let's look at the demographic information because I love to do that. Um, Spotify for podcasters. Um, let's make me log into Google. Blah, blah, blah. Um, also, good news for some of you. Um, we are canceling. We are stopping the fake ad reads because... I don't think they were landing as funny as I thought they were because I got a, I got told by a couple people they had no clue what I was talking about. So, um, but if you want to sponsor the podcast for real, um, DM me on Instagram. Uh, we an Instagram has been created also, uh, Smart Remarks twenty five because apparently Smart Remarks was already an Instagram username, um, but it's Smart Remarks twenty five. Um, you go find it, follow it. I'll, I'll let y'all know when new episodes are coming out. I'll do questions also. Voice memos. Um, I have not gotten any voice memos. Uh, we do have some questions, though. Uh, some of y'all responded to my Instagram post thing about questions. So thank you to those who uh, sent in some, especially Andy Vaughn. Um, I have at least 10 from him. 90% of them I cannot read on the podcast for reasons. Um, if you know Andy Vaughn, you would understand why. But... Uh, I can answer some of the other ones, and I can answer, like, two of his. Um, but voice memos. There's a link for voice memos in the bio of my Instagram for Smart Remarks. So Smart Remarks Instagram, if you go there, you'll find the link. It's uh, anchor.com. It's a website that I use um, where I can send in voice memos, and I can actually play it on the podcast. So if you are interested in that or really want to, I would really love if you all did that because I think that would be really fun. Um, or if you just know me, you can just text me it or DM me it. Or just send me a voice memo. But if you do Anchor, that makes it way easier on my life because it's already in the software that I use. But uh, if y'all really feel inclined to do that, I would really appreciate that. Um, okay, here we go. Let's look at demographics here. Uh, we got the website pulled up. Because last time... Oh, wait. Oh, oops. I got to sign in. Actually, screw... Oh, oh wait. It's saved my login. Never mind. We're chilling. We're chilling. Um, move this here. It's getting kind of a well, whatever. Actually, we'll leave it. All right, let's see here. We have um, analytics. Uh, no, no, I want. Um, we have three three percent of my listeners are from Germany. I want to know who that is. If you're the one German listener, um, man, you're awesome. Oh, my goodness. I can – dude, what? All right, 84% of you listening are on iPhone. 2.3% are on Android. Yeah, freaking boo Android. I'm an Apple stan. I, I might make a video about my love for Apple um, and just why Apple computers are better in my opinion. We got 2.3% on Mac. Let's go, baby. That actually might just be me streaming my own episode. 2.3% on Windows. 2.3% on Xbox? Bro, who is... I mean, who is listening to my podcast on an Xbox? Dude, what? 
Y'all are crazy for that, dude. Y'all are insane, bro. Who is streaming it on an Xbox? Actually, I think I might know who that is. I bet you that's my brother because my account is on my Xbox. I bet he accidentally started streaming my podcast because I have no clue who the crap is just sitting down and playing like Call of Duty and you're just listening to me talk about high school and theater. That is act. If you are legitimately listening to my podcast on Xbox, I will give you $10. So if you reach out to me and you are the sole listener that is listening to it on an Xbox, just let me know. Reach out to me. Like, I will I will get you on the podcast. Like, you deserve to be on here if you are listening to me on an Xbox. Um, but I really appreciate the support, guys. Lots of people have reached out to me and told me very kind things. Um, and... Um, I just love, uh, I love the support on the podcast because this is very new to me, um, but definitely something that I would love to keep doing, um, if I can help it, uh, so thank you, but, uh, today's episode, pretty much just gonna talk about, um, this is one of the episodes, it's, it's, obviously it's a solo, there's nobody else here. Um, the next interview, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, if you want, DM me some ideas of people you would like to be, or if you want to be on it, DM me. And, um, I think what I might do for the next one is finish our interview with Kate and Bella, because we never truly got to finish because classes changed and they had things to do. But, um, I would really love to, uh, I would really love to do another interview. Um, like I said, I want to do one solo, one interview a week. So um, if, if that is you and you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Um, so today I think we're just going to talk about some stuff that's gone on this week. Um, we're talking about theater. Our main our main focus, what I really want to talk about this episode, is just Beauty and the Beast and what it's like doing that show and some good stories from that. I think I got some very enjoyable things, maybe some, some videos that I might try to play the audio if there's anything interesting on my camera roll I truly don't know if there is or not we're gonna find out live you know um we might call Connor again uh I know we kind of talked about theater in the first episode and I this is not a completely theater-based uh podcast like I said this is kind of all over the place um and it's kind of just me talking about stuff that happens and then interviews with other people that I really like but um I'm not going to make a theater podcast every single time, but for the first few solo ones, I have tons and tons and tons of things to talk about with theater, so it's a really easy thing to talk about, and I hope you all enjoy it. I mean, personally, I remember before I was in theater, I was always very intrigued by it, and I think that um, also just personally, which I think this is something that I think is really important to know and to kind of be as a person, but... Personally, I'm just really interested in people's lives because everybody lives a different life than you. And um, I just love to talk and to learn and listen about what other people, like what other jobs or what other things are like. Like um, just the other day, that, now I know this probably, like some of y'all will hear this story and be like, what is this kid doing? Why is he, why is he crazy like that? Shut up. That you, your opinion is not valid. Um, just kidding because I probably can get annoying to some of these people that I do this to, but I go to, um, quick shout out. I don't ever think they would sponsor the podcast, but I love them to death and I go there a lot. Um, it's Mealtown Roasted Coffee. If you live in Columbia, I highly recommend going there. 
Um, in my opinion, the greatest coffee shop in all of Colombia. Now I could talk about coffee. That's another episode. That's another thing for another episode. I might just rank the coffee places. But in my opinion, Mealtown Coffee, Mealtown Roasted Coffee is the greatest coffee shop in Colombia. I think they roast um they roast their uh their beans in house. Um which in house is a loose term, but it's like across the square in their own place to roast their beans. It's like over a over by Marcy Joe's, they roast it, and then they literally just drive a truck and bring it to the restaurant. I mean, I bring it to the coffee shop. But personally, in my opinion, the greatest coffee shop in all of Colombia. I would say the greatest coffee shop I think I've ever had, which is a which is a really high honor because I drink a ton of coffee. Like I love to try new coffee shops and new things. But personally, the best coffee shop in Colombia. Um, I also know a lot of the baristas, so that is kind of part of it. I have a friend that works there. I get discounted coffee. Shout out Ella Daniels. Um, you get a shout out because I'm not embarrassing you. Uh, but if I do tell an embarrassing story during the presence of this episode that does involve you, I will bleep out your name if it is embarrassing. Um, so don't worry. But I don't think I'm friends with anybody that would really worry about getting their name shouted on the podcast. And it's also really not that popular either. So, um, But she gives me her employee discount. So she's a G for that. Uh, and also the vibes are just crazy. Like, like literally in my opinion, I think coffee shops are the most, like I say main character a lot. And if you don't really know what I mean by main character, it's just that I just kind of feel like I'm in a movie and it's about me and it's not, it's not like a narcissistic thing. It's not anything like that. I just, I just feel like if I, if a movie was being made, like, like I could be, you know, I'm really digging a deep hole for myself. And I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, but especially today, it was kind of rainy. Um, it was a little dreary. The sun's finally coming out and I would really love for it to come out and dry some of this rain because I have like four yards to mow that have gotten pretty tall, but it rains every single freaking living time that I try to mow the grass. But I guess that's just a sign of the times. What the crap did I just even say? A sign of the times It's spring. That's kind of what I meant to say. It's spring. So it just rains a lot. <laughs> Don't stop you crying, it's a sign of the times. Gotta get away from here. I hope you enjoyed my cover of uh, Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Shout out Ansley Hewen again. I've given her two shout outs in two consecutive episodes, but she's the biggest Harry Styles fan I think I know on this planet. So um, hopefully you, uh, you guys like that cover. I can release more coverage if you really love me too. I can release an album. I actually do play the trumpet. Um, so that has actually been a thought of mine is to just make an, like, I don't think I'm a good singer. Um, I get told that I'm a good singer because I do theater. And while, yes, I believe that I'm not a horrible singer, I'm definitely not that good compared to a lot of people. Um, one person in particular, Will Sowell, uh, amazing, amazing singer. Um <clears throat> really really good better than me he can sing higher than I can um because I'm like a tenor but I'm not really a, I'm not really a true tenor I cannot sing very high um I literally voice cracked um in a show so if that tells you anything about my range um a g5 is the max I really cannot sing that high I'm a better bass than anything but uh I just kind of got to get big roles because there's not a lot of guys that can sing fairly high in theater and and um a lot of now there I mean now there is a lot of males that that can do that since it's got kind of popular, but 
um, used to, not really. So I kind of made a name for myself with being the beast and was able to really get into the Tin Man role. But that's besides the point. I don't really didn't want to get too much into that. But back to the coffee shop thing. Coffee shops are just so main. I mean, there's just people coming and going. And like, I don't know if this is like a weird thing that I do, but like when I just see people. I'm just like, I just want to know, like, what is your life like? Like, who are you? What do you do? So a lot of the times I'll go in and since I just like to know about other people's lives, like I said before, I just kind of ask and there's a lot of lawyers that show up because there's a ton of law offices in downtown Columbia. And then a lot of big lawyers um, in Nashville live in Columbia and Spring Hill. So they'll come. Um, And so I've actually gotten to talk to a couple of lawyers before. Uh, That was really fun. That was when I met that I kind of regretted a little bit because he, I think he just got out of a really long trial and he just looked like he wanted to like either die or go to sleep. I don't know which one, I don't know, one of the two. And, um, and I started talking to him and like mid conversation, he just looked so dead. Like he was, he was like, it, it wasn't like disinterested, like that disinterested lawyer that sits on their phone and is like trying to hold a conversation with me, but I can just tell that they're wanting to be done. Like he was not like that. He did genuinely talk to me because well, I don't really plan to become a lawyer. Um, I have been told by one of my friend's dads who is a lawyer. He thinks that I would be a good lawyer and would like to talk to me more about becoming a lawyer. So it's not off the table, but I highly doubt that I will uh, become a lawyer in my life. But I still like to talk to them because that's just a cool thing that I probably that I don't experience a lot. I've done mock trials, so I'm familiar, but obviously that's not real tr- real court. Um and then one, I've met some really rich people there. I did this thing one time where I just turned, I was bored. There's days where I'm like really energetic. And when I'm really energetic, I'm really social. And I just don't have any social embarrassment. So I just do stuff all the time. And there was this lady and I just turned to her and was like, hey, let's play speed dating. But instead, we're not dating. And you just tell me about yourself. And in the moment, it was kind of funny. Uh, and then apparently she was there with a bunch of people. And they live in California and Brentwood. Um, so I realized how rich they were and then I kind of wondered what they did, but it was a mom and her grandma and, um, and then they left and I didn't really get a chance to finish the conversation, but I very, met some interesting people by just being like, Hey, who are you? What do you do for a living? Cause it's just a fun question I like to ask because everybody's answer is different. There's an infinite amount of jobs and an infinite amount of things to experience in life. And I just think it's fun to hear different perspectives and hear different stories and, uh, which is, is actually part of the reason I started this podcast was because I believe that everybody everybody has a story to tell and everybody has an interesting life. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to start it so I could do interviews real fast. I'm going to shut my door. Nobody's home right now, but just in case anybody gets home, I don't want to get too much background noise on the podcast. And also be prepared. There might be some surprise interviews from my siblings if they decide to burst in my door um, mid-podcast. So, you know, a little fun little treat for y'all. But I... Uh, yeah, that's about all I got for the intro. Um, so get hyped, talking about theater, answering some questions. It's gonna be a good episode today. All right, roll the music. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, and I say it's alright. Right. So um, I think first uh, I'm just going to get into Beauty and the Beast. I'll hop into theater. We'll, we'll save the questions for the end of the episode. So Beauty and the Beast, um, it was the first show I ever did. And, and I talked a, a, 
like some about this in my first episode. So I won't try to repeat too much, but I didn't really talk, get really into like the stories that I had with the show and um, some other things regarding it. So there's still a lot to say here. Um, so Beauty and the Beast, it was the first show I ever did and it was junior year and um, I had been to a lot of the shows. We'd done Cinderella and Shrek. Those were the two musicals that I had gone and seen and that we did before these and part of me really really wishes this is some advice that i would give to anyone and i actually gave it to a seventh grader the other night um just do theater uh and then and i'm pretty sure i said this in my first episode but i'll say it again because i think it's really important um theater is something that i loved so 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 much and um it gives you tons of friends it gives you something to do especially if you're somebody that isn't super involved in extracurriculars this is something really easy that gets you super involved and super plugged in because if you're as long as you're not like a main um, rehearsal schedules are not bad. Like leading up to the show, like tech week and the week before tech week are um, kind of insane. You're having rehearsal like every single day and then tech week you have dress rehearsals every single day. And I know it can get a little bit hectic, a little bit stressful, but, you know, but obviously not right before the show, but just during the normal rehearsal schedule, it's not bad for an ensemble member. I mean, it's like for us, it was like, you know, maybe three times a week, maybe four if we were really trying to get a dance down. But normally it was not, not that bad at all. And honestly, the dancing is really fun, especially for, um, I know I'm getting away from Beauty and the Beast, but for Wizard of Oz, the dancing was crazy cool. I mean, we had some awesome numbers. Like we had people doing, um, flips and, uh, some other crazy stuff that I sadly did not get to participate in because my my costume was not restrictive, but my other uh, scarecrow and lion was a little bit more restrictive, and they were nervous about uh, messing anything up with that. And and for a while, my costume um, it was a whole thing with my costume actually. Uh, they wanted it to be very uh, similar to the original Tin Man uh, Tin Man costume from the movie, which is kind of cylindrical, very um. Uh, very like it's almost like he's got like a like a like a I don't even know how to how to describe it it's like a big it's like instead of his body just being like 10 instead of him just having like 10 skin like if you've ever watched the movie he's got like a body or it's it looks like a big oil can like the like the bottom of an oil can the the round cylinder part it kind of looks like that and so they were going to try to go for that look and so we had taken some some thick sheets of plastic and had hot glued them together and was going to put it around my body and then realized that this probably wouldn't work very well. And we had a costume. We had, um, it was this silver jacket, uh, and it was like a true Tin Man costume that we had rented, but they didn't think it looked cylindrical enough because it kind of just fit over my body. It didn't really like give any depth or anything. Because it, it truly just kind of looks like I was wearing a silver jacket. Now, if you did see the show, I don't think the costume looked bad. Maybe if you were in the audience, you thought the costume looked bad. But our costume people didn't think it looked horrible, and they couldn't really come up with a good idea that was not ultra, ultra restrictive. And so we didn't end up doing it. And so that was part of the reason why a lot of the cool dance moves that I had with my dance partner got cut was because they were planning to do something like that for a while and so they're like oh, I can't do this and then and then it just ended up being the silver jacket and pants and I probably could have done the really cool stuff like like there was a move where where my partner shout out Carly Long uh, had an amazing time 
dancing in Wizard of Oz. Um, but Carly was going to, uh, it was a thing where like, um, she turns around, I, I grab her hands like over her shoulder or actually, I only did this like one rehearsal. There was one rehearsal where like, we're going to do this and then we scrapped it. Um, it was it, somehow they like ended up behind you. Oh, I remember how it was. Uh, we were doing this weird like hot, like side hops. And then, um, we turned and I was in front and then she stuck out her arms between my legs and you pulled her through and then she did a little spin in the air, spun around and then we we're going to do a flip or do like a back flip. So I put my arms under her, under her knees and then my hand over her body, like over her chest and we flipped and, um, I'm a lanky dude. I'm not very strong, um, especially not a lot of upper body strength. So that was a little bit tough trying to get that down the day we did it. And um, I got a little frustrated. I'm not even going to lie because, like, we had some people like Dane Bennett who are football players and really strong. And so they were just getting it super easily, and it made it look so easy. And then I couldn't do it, and it was making me really angry. But then we scrapped it, and so I was a little happy because, honestly, I didn't want to have to worry about dropping her mid-show because that did happen with somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I felt really bad for them because it did get messed up, but it was fine. Nobody got hurt. Um, and then they had like something that was like a, there was a weird move. I don't even know how to describe it cause I never did it. And then they had some like things where they like spun, spun them around. They picked them up and like spun around the back and some other interesting things. So some crazy, crazy dance moves that you'll get to do if you do theater. So I implore anybody to just try it because I did a junior year and I and I just regret like theater if you really enjoy it and you make the most out of it it becomes a community and so I have so many like me and the friend group especially Beauty and the Beast the Beauty and the Beast principals friend group was like actually kind of insane the amount of stuff that we did together um like oh let's go the sun is coming out all right I actually might get to mode today I know you don't care about that but it makes me happy because um, I have some older ladies that I mow for, and one of them gets really frustrated if I don't have the time to do it. So she'll just get out there and mow it for me and then not tell me. And so I'll just pull up to her house or, like, text her and be like, hey, I'm trying to mow today. Like, how's your yard looking? And then she's like, I just mowed it. And it, it's like, bruh. It's kind of annoying. And um, they're kind of – they're not stingy. I mean, are they not, like, picky about their yard? I just – I just know how they are regarding their grass, and I feel bad when it gets long, but that's besides the point. But I really implore anybody to do theater because it just gives you so much community, and um, and the dancing is awesome. The show is just so it's just so fun to get to do, especially if you uh, have the resources of a really good theater. So Columbia Academy, if you if you're listening to this and don't go to CA, um, or I've ever come and watch our shows. We get to perform in a really, really awesome space. Uh, it's our local community college's theater called Cherry Theater. It sits about 500 um, people, uh, and it's got it's got a, it's fitted out with fly rigs and a really, really, really good tech booth. We actually hire out the tech. So the way it works is we can use this space for free. We just re reserve it. We have to reserve it about a year in advance. We can use it for free, but we have to pay their tech. They wouldn't let us touch their tech stuff, which is very understandable. Very kind tech people. Shout out Miss Lily, uh, one of the greatest techie tech people. Um, in the entire world, in my opinion, I love her to death. Um, but they're really awesome up there. We get to use their space. It's so awesome. The backstage is awesome. It's a really, 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 really fun thing to use because it feels, it's really big. It, it feels almost professional. Um, 
since it is a community colleges theater, uh, because sadly our theater re- resources at school are not as good. It's coming in the in the coming years. So if you're listening to this and you are a younger uh, a a younger person in Columbia at Columbia Academy, I would really join theater because uh, I've been told by the president of our school, Dr. Thomas, that a theater is in the works to be built. Um, so hopefully that turns out really well because the one we have is a super 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 old auditorium, uh, and pretty much the stage there is it's more similar to a black box theater instead of like a true true theater for like big musicals. <clears throat> So I could see it getting really tough to do shows there. So I'm really glad that we were able to to use um, that space. Uh, they did also use, they use a different space. They used Murray County Arts Guild for a while. Those were the for Shrek the Musical, which is what I what, the one I went to go see my freshman year, and that they did freshman year. Um, they used a, spa- a space a theater that the uh, lo- a local theater guild called Murray County Arts Guild uses. Um, it was a lot smaller. It was really similar to CAs, but it was uh, fitted out to specifically for theater instead of just a auditorium that we use for chapel and a million other things. So it was a little bit better than that. But the Cherry Theater in my now I haven't used any other spaces except for our school's auditorium and Cherry Theater is, was my favorite out of all of them. And um, and so I really I, I regret not doing it because I wanted more time with all these people. You make so many amazing friends. So. If you're young or if you're old, I would just do theater. So just do a show, and if you like it, you love it. And you and if you're young, you can have a ton of time. If you're old, then you can say you did it and you found a really fun thing to do with your last few years of high school. But if you don't like it, that's okay. You can just – it gave you something to do, and you can say you didn't like it, and you can move on to something else. But I'm just saying don't be like me and, and wait and be scared and say, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Just do it. Everybody has the power to do theater, and if you like it, then that's awesome. You found something amazing that you can keep doing, and if not, that's okay. You know, nobody's going to make fun of you for for not doing theater. Now, I highly do not recommend quitting the show. Your director might get really pissed at you. Um, or don't show up to a million rehearsals, because we did have one person that did not was super, super, super spotty, didn't show up to a lot of rehearsals, and then got kicked out of the show the week of the show. And um, it was kind of awkward for anybody that knew about the situation, so I would not not do that do not quit in the middle of the show if you do not like it just be a good person you signed up you um especially with our director she was really big on that and especially with wizard of oz it was a really um humongous cast because of the amount of elementary school students so uh, a lot of things were a lot more cordial than it was with bd and the beast so show up to rehearsals if you signed up even if you hate it don't quit um, because that just makes it a lot harder on everybody else because you will be a person missing in a dance things that have been choreographed specifically because you were there. You can't do that. But, you know, if you don't like it, that's okay. Nobody's going to make fun of you for that. But um, Beauty and the Beast. So um, I actually have a friend, uh, Keaton Kodat. Shout out Keaton. He was a friend that I really connected with and got super close to doing Beauty and the Beast and I actually would love to have him on the podcast. Um, that's in the works as well. Uh, but uh, Beauty and the Beast, so like I said, it was first podcast, I mean podcast, first show that I've ever done. Um, and for a while, I was very, uh, I was very scared of the arts. I was very, like, I just, for some reason, I just had the, the idea that I just couldn't do that. I, I didn't think I was a good singer. Now, I did have a very, um, my voice cracked a ton, a lot. So I, I might have been scared of that. I don't know. Um, 
but eventually I got more confident and worked up the courage junior year to to do it. And I wasn't even really sure that I should do it, but I just had good friends that kept nagging at me to do it and just be like, Isaac, just do it. You won't regret it. Isaac, do it. Do it. And so I was just like, okay, I'll just do it. It'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fun. And I might as well just I might as well because I wasn't doing anything like I do marching. I do a ton of band stuff. So I did marching band. I did mock trial. Did HOSA. But uh, HOSA, HOSA is like a uh, state event. So I, there was nothing to do after school. And mock trial is during uh, theater. But uh, it's something that I could balance. And so I was lucky enough to be able to do both. Um, and mock trial also will be another episode if you're curious about that. I have some really, really good stories from mock trial as well. Um, but so I was just like, I don't have a ton going on, um, after March win. So I was like, you know what, I'll just sign up for it. And, um, I went and auditioned. That was one of the scariest moments of my life. But I really, um, what really helped me was this was probably not the greatest idea, uh, ever. This was pro yeah, this was like not the best idea, but I think it made a good impression. Maybe. Um, so I was really scared. So I was going to try to just be, um, try to be dumb with it uh like not, or not dumb but I was gonna try to just be a little goofy so I was singing um I was really big on Frank Sinatra still really big on Frank Sinatra but uh um I was gonna sing a theme from New York New York or theme yeah the New York song you know what I mean and um and I was like you know it would be really cool if I wore a suit and a fedora and then I was going to have my friend Andy, who also threw in some questions that I will answer later. Um, what if I had him come in on the audition and I was going to throw my jacket to him and he was going to throw me flowers after. In hindsight, it was kind of dumb, kind of tacky, but I think it was funny. I think it landed. It did, she did tell me after the fact that she did think it was kind of funny. And um, it kind of helped me uh, not be too nervous about it because I know there was an aspect um there was a comedic aspect about it that I knew I could probably land pretty well. Um, and so I went up and did it. I unfortunately did not wear my suit. I was too nervous to do that, but I did have Andy come in and throw me flowers and I threw, I took off my fleece and threw it at him mid or I took off my fleece and I did wear a fedora for it. Um, it re it went really well. Uh, I enjoyed reading lines. I kind of talked about me putting Lumiere because I didn't really know what else to put and then me trying to read for Lumiere in a crappy 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 French accent which is really just a deep voice um reading lines was a lot of fun I had a lot of fun doing that um because uh you make you make a lot of friends reading lines because it's kind of high stress because when you read it's normally a callback for at least for Wizard of Oz uh during the callbacks was when we read for characters instead of well no Honestly, can't remember if it was callbacks or not. If we, when we read for characters, but whenever we did read for characters, you know that she, like, you know, she's considering you for a just a non-ensemble role. So it's a little bit high, like, not super high stress, but it's a little bit more stressful because you're like, you're like, oh, I gotta read good, you know, I got, I gotta show, I gotta be set apart, you know, because you're trying to get that good role, and so a lot of the time she. You don't, I mean, you don't get paired up with just your best friends for this stuff, and you kind of get paired up a little bit randomly. So, you make a lot of good connections by reading lines, and like we were doing this at school, obviously not Cherry Theater, because we don't, you, you we don't get access to Cherry Theater till about for Wizard of Oz. It was two weeks before show, which was absolutely freaking amazing because 
But Wizard of Oz, we literally pulled up, built this, uh, built the, um, built the set, and ran dress rehearsals a week before show. That was the first time we've ever been in that space. The first time we've ever had this set. It was kind of insanely stressful, but I did not have as much choreography, uh, nearly as much choreography, and nearly as many lines. So it was a little bit easier. Uh, because the Beast is not in any of the big dance numbers. So, uh, like, Be Our Guest, um, the Mob Song. Uh, actually, he is... Uh, he's in the Mob Song, but he's not, like, dancing or anything. It's just these, like, cutscene type things where the uh, stage clears and, you know, guests are, like... I know there's one with Lumiere telling him that the castle's been raided. And and then um, and we got Gaston kind of starting to fight him. Those are... They're, like, cutscene type things. There's not even, like, he's really in the in the song and then the only group number that I was like truly in was uh no okay I take that back I was in a human again and one other one but I didn't dance it was like I'm over here in the corner and then me and Belle get up and we're like oh my goodness we're gonna go get dinner or something and then like during human again we like read King Arthur or something and um I did have a dance it was the uh, Belle and Beast dance uh now that brings a tear to my eye just a little bit because that was something I, I got to work really closely with Belle on and we just slayed it and we made it look so good. It was it was one of the most enjoyable moments because the music is so pretty. I love the Beauty and the Beast theme and it's, uh, waltzing is so fun. It was really, really awesome. That was one of my favorite. That was actually one of my favorite moments of the show was getting to do that because we had perfected it and perfected it and we had it down so well. Like we would all, like every time if we ever had a moment where we had like a study hall together or something and we had a ton of rehearsals for it, we would practice it. We got it down really well. And so getting to do it on stage, um, it, it wasn't even stressful to me. It was just something that was like, I know what I'm doing. Let's just have a ton of fun with it. So, which is one of the beauties of theater too, is once you learn your things, like for my tap dance, Wizard of Oz, that was one of the, that was one of my most enjoyable things about that show was because I practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced that till I knew it like the back of my hand. And so gaining to go up there, I wasn't nervous for that. I was like, this is so fun to do. Like I, I fell in love with tap. That was one thing that I really loved about Wizard of Oz. Like I just fell in love with tap. And so it's the same thing for the for the waltz. I was like, this was so fun to learn, and it's so fun to do, and I, we know it so well that like I, well, there's no stress. We just get to do it and enjoy what we're doing on stage, and so that was one of my favorite parts. But yeah, that was the only dance, so not a lot of stuff there, which made it a little bit easier. But for Wizard of Oz, we did have two weeks, which helped a ton more because we had never had the set. The set was not as bad. For Beauty and the Beast, the set was a little bit bigger. For Wizard of Oz, it was not as big. Uh, and so it made a lot of the group numbers a little bit easier because we didn't have too much to work around. We did have a platform, but it wasn't cr like a crazy amount of, of room that had been taken up. Um, but I honestly don't remember what I was talking about. What led me to that? Oh, I was talking about, I was talking about callbacks. Yeah. So you make a lot of friends during callbacks. Um, cause it's kind of, you, you get to work, you get thrown in, you're thrown in a classroom because um, we're at school. Yeah, that's right. We were at school doing that. And so you just go to a classroom with a bunch of random people. Some of them you might know. Some of them you might not be close with. And then you just get to run a scene and try to get it as good as you can and go perform it for uh, the directors. So callbacks are fun. Um, uh, 
then um, we got a, I was actually told, so I told you on the first episode about how like our role kind of got spoiled because uh, me and my friend Connor Warden, shout out him, who was uh, my stunt double and backstage manager for that show, or stage, actually I think it was stage manager, I can't remember, he was one of the two, and um, he, uh, he missed uh, our, our director had a stand beside each other and she compared heights and for a while we were like what the why the heck is she doing this like what like what does that even like why is she comparing our heights like this just makes no sense and then like the day before she actually told me she told me before the she told me I got the beast before the cast list went out but it was the day of so it wasn't it wasn't like I was just bearing a secret for a few days she told me the day of and um and then kind of that day like we had I don't remember if we had another callback or we had some theater function where I was with her and with a couple other people and we were doing something related to beating the beast. And then it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, she's going to have Connor be the stunt double and I'm going to be the beast because I knew, I knew that the beast had to transition and I'd kind of been wondering how that would work. And so the way that we did it was we had Connor be a stunt double. So after Belle leaves uh, and she goes home and they have that scene, it, it switches back to the castle and I, have a if I can't love her reprise, and um, and then I was off. And the one thing I remember from that is uh, that sh- uh, that or that a song I love so much because the Beast costume was one of the worst costumes I ever had to wear. It looked really good. It like honestly, it looked it was the best looking costume that I've worn and done theater in. But it was the most annoying to wear because. Um, I'm a lanky guy. I've said that a lot, but I am. And so I had to wear a muscle suit um, on the bottom layer. And so that was really, really, really hot. That was so, like, it wasn't uncomfortable because it's just, like, fabric and stuffed. And so it's kind of comfortable, but it's so thick. And so you sweat a lot. So that, I mean, just the muscle suit alone made it hot. But then over that... Um, I had a shirt and then I had a cloak and then I had some fur stuffed in there and then I had beast gloves and then I had a cowl, which if you don't know what a cowl is, it's like, it's like a mask, but it covers your whole head. I kind of put it on like a, like the whole thing. I put it on over my head. Uh, it went over my face and then down to my neck. Uh, and that had fake fur on it too. So that was really hot. And then um, it was it was glued to my head, and then I had a fake nose. So I just smelled. I just constantly smelled liquid latex the entire show, which sucked. And then um, sometimes the glue would come unstuck, so it got kind of flappy. So like at some points, like at the end of "If I Can't Love Her," I would kind of raise my head, raise my arm out because it was very emotional. It's a very emotional song, and at the end, I kind of wanted to really hit home because that's it. Like that's the end of Act One, which to even begin with that solo was really stressful because. Uh, I had not extend, expanded my range to a G5 at that point, or I had not really realized that I could sing a G5. And so I was singing an F5. And that was a stretch for me. It was very scary to, to try to do that because I was nervous of a voice crack. A voice crack never happened, though. So that was very nice. It only ever happened in my car if I was trying to warm up and I was just like, I'm just going to go for it. So luckily, no voice cracks with that. So it wasn't a hard song to sing. But like I said, this was my first show. And this was my first time ever singing a solo. 
And so I was nervous out of my mind because I was like, I got to leave the audience with a good note. Like this is, this is the end of act one. This is my, this is the critical, this is the climax of my character. And, um, and I was like, I have to, I have to sing this good. And so it was kind of stressful. And so at the end, I really tried to hit home. I would like kind of raise my arm and kind of look up. And uh, if the liquid latex was getting a little, like, it was coming off, my mask would kind of slide down over my eyes. So I legitimately sometimes just couldn't see the audience. I was just kind of staring into the top of my mask. It got really annoying some nights. And, like, I, I remember one night specifically, my nose came off. And so we had to do some, like, emergency costume surgery in the boys' bathroom uh, in the back. Because, like, I did have a fitting room, but I shared it with, like, five other people. And, uh, and so normally, uh, shout out Mr. Howell too. He was the guy that did all my makeup. Amazing, amazing man. I love him to death. You are so awesome, Mr. Howell. If you actually are listening to this, I love you. He was the, um, he was the uncle and he is really big in the local arts, uh, does a lot with MCAG's, uh, Nutcracker every year. And so, or I think MCAG does that. I honestly don't know who does that. Uh, whoever does MCAG, he does the Nutcracker. So he, he's done, he's very experienced, does a lot. He did an amazing job and then always helped do my makeup because my director did it one of the dress rehearsals, but she was just so busy with other things that it, it was just not, it was just not viable. We didn't have, uh, so for Wizard of Oz, we hired a makeup artist um, who did the makeup, but for that, we did not hire one. We did, we had a student doing makeup, but it was not, I don't think, like she was just doing basic stage makeup, not like crazy beast makeup or anything. And so Mr. I would always do my makeup in the men's bathroom. And so that was kind of my home base because most guys were not using the bathroom back there. I mean, most guys dressing rooms had their own bathroom. And so I would just kind of turn that into my hub. So we had to do some emergency surgery on my thing. And then, and then like the cow was really, really big. So we would take one of those like big, like, chunky like paper clips you know and we would clip the excess and then I think one night that like came undone and it just got really floppy it was a really just man that was just annoying costume so legitimately the second after I sang my reprise and I was in the wing and once I hit the wing and you couldn't see me the the cowl was already off dude the cowl and the nose were off before I even hit the hallway now part of that was because I hated it and I just wanted to stop smelling liquid latex and sweating my balls off but two um, that costume change was absolutely insane. Um, I might also have to devote two episodes to this because I don't want this to be extremely long. Um, I would love to hit it. Uh, I'd like to keep them like either at an hour or below an hour. The interviews, I'm not even going to worry if they go over an hour because those are fun, but so I don't want them to be ultra long solo episodes. So I might actually just devote a second episode to theater. I mean, uh, to Beauty and the Beast. Um, but uh also i need to figure out a name for this i don't i'm gonna i might i might stop talking about theater soon and i'll answer some questions before i end the episode but i had like a 15 minute quick change so the way we the way we did that was connor was my stunt double like i said earlier um so pretty much after the reprise i was uh out the door i was done i was in the wing i mean i was in my in my little men's men's bathroom hideaway thing um immediately taking off or actually I went to my dressing room because I had my mom help me with this part. Um, I went to my dressing room 
and we had to take everything off. So uh, cowl, nose, makeup, all makeup off, uh, my whole costume off. And I was kind of stressful because I had a couple time limits to meet. So once I, once after after the reprise, uh, we had Mob Song. And that was about four minutes, five minutes. But after Mob Song, um, they, they enter the castle and it's the battle scene. And Connor needed that stuff for the battle scene. So I had about four and a half minutes to get to the back, or about five minutes actually, to get to the back, uh, take off my cowl, take off my, take off all my costume, give it to Connor, have Connor put on the whole costume, and then he had to go get really bare bones makeup, nothing close because the battle scene, um, we had like, there was no spot on him, it was all just kind of red backlight, so, and, and the scenes with him in it, he was either moving around a ton for like the fight or he wasn't super visible. Um, so he didn't need anything crazy. I don't even know if he put on the nose. I don't even think he put on the nose, but he did have makeup. So in like in about a five to six, I think it was like six minutes actually in about five to six minutes span. I had to, he had to put on the costume that I give him, then get a bare bones makeup on and then be ready to go do the fight scene and do another scene. Now he did not speak. I, I got to keep my mic on. Um, and pretty much how that worked was I just had mic mic tape back there on. I would take the mic off. Um, I would put on my prince costume, which was still thick fabric, but compared to the beast costume, way better. And I honestly feel a little bit bad. I apologize now, Connor. Um, I didn't realize, like, I never really thought about it until, like, I you had given me back the costume one of the nights to put back on the on the costume rack, and I felt the inside and realized how sweaty I'd gotten. So that was probably really gross for you to put on my sweaty costume that I'd been wearing for like three hours. So I apologize for that. But you never complained to me, and I appreciate you for that. I love you for that, Connor. And so, um, like, I had to get on my my full. It was like a I had like eleven. I actually it was like ten minutes for me. Um, I had like 10 minutes to get on my costume before it got to a point where I had to run back out to the wing, deliver lines for Connor because, um, this was, this was not a hard thing to do. Um, but sometimes it was really stressful if I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to what was going on stage. I had to run to the wings. I had to run in the wing, see what's going on, memorize my lines for that part because I still had to deliver them. I just wasn't on stage. So it was actually, that was kind of a cool moment. I'm not even going to lie. That was one of my favorite moments of the show. I just thought it was really fun to <laughs> deliver lines, but not have to be on stage. And I thought it looked really, really cool. Um, from a backstage perspective uh, of me delivering lines when I'm not even on stage, uh, but having Connor like do the movements of my line, it was really cool. We were re Me and Connor are like a dynamic duo. I'm not even going to lie. Like me and Connor are ride or dies. And we, Connor, you performed it perfectly. You, like you reacted perfectly with the lines as I was delivering them it was honestly really really awesome I'm not gonna lie it was really really cool and um and I'll finish the story and then I'll give some questions and then we'll do a whole nother Beauty and the Beast like I could just talk forever on this we'll do another one I won't do too many on Beauty and the Beast but we'll do another one for sure and um and so I had to run to the wings do that and then there was one night where I don't know what the heck happened I don't know if I was slow I don't know if I was like I don't know what was going on but for some reason, I was really slow to get on my costume, so I was like half wearing my costume, half not, just like half in my soaked white undershirt, and I had to sprint out of my dressing room because I realized I was about to have to say lines, and I had to sprint out of my dressing room into the wing, say my lines, run back, get ready, and normally there was still liquid latex. Like, oh, I just looked horrible. I looked so horrible after the fact. My wig was messed up a little bit. It did not look very good. 
Um, and then I would always have a little bit of liquid latex on. So my mom would put powder on me, but I honestly just think I looked worse with the powder on. Um, because I, I had this like liquid, uh, like makeup liquid fire and I would run in the bathroom and put all over my face and like legitimately wash my face. Um, but sometimes it didn't work as well or I wouldn't get it all off. And so I'd have powder on and I just think I looked really creepy, um, after, uh, but I get, and then I went back out and delivered some more lines off stage. Uh, I messed that up a ton in the dress rehearsals. Like I always, I was always dropping lines or like I would miss my cue cause I could never figure, I could never figure out the timing up until like the last few dress rehearsals. I finally kind of figured out the timing of the lines and it was fine during the show. But like I said before, we only had a week in that space and it got really stressful the first night. I was really angry uh, because it was for Beauty and the Beast. My lines were not horrible. I did not have a ton of lines and the lines that I had were easily prompted. So I always knew what was happening. I knew where I was going for Wizard of Oz. I had a ton of lines. I didn't ever drop a line in Wizard of Oz, but it was still a ton of lines. So a lot of lines were dropped in rehearsals prior. But for Beauty and the Beast, our first dress rehearsal, I dropped a line and completely messed up. Or, no, 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 no. I remember what it was. Somebody else had dropped a line in that scene, and I froze, and I couldn't remember what the heck was going on anymore. And so, and like, my line was next, and I, and I blanked on the line, so I couldn't even pick up the scene. And, um, and it stressed me out so much, because like, we've never had a hiccup like that in that scene before. Like, we've always done that scene really well. Um, and so it really frustrated me uh, a lot. And I was really stressed about the show for the first like three days we were in the space. I was like, this is a train wreck. This is not going to go well. Like, is this even coming together? Because this is also the first time I was really wearing my costume completely. And I realized how like also like hearing restrictive it was because it was a full mask over my face. And so I couldn't hear as well when I sang. And so I was like, I really hope I sound well because I can't really hear myself as well. And, um, I was doing. I started doing the dance with the cost with the costume on. So a lot of things were new, but literally after about one good dress rehearsal, I, I was starting to feel a lot more confident about the show, and uh, and I was like, okay, this is not as bad as I as I thought it was going to be, and then it ended up being fine. But those are just some good stories and some things about Beauty and the Beast you might have not known. Um, the next solo episode will also be about Beauty and the Beast, and I will finish it up. Uh, because I don't want to have like hour and a half long episodes unless y'all really want that. Tell me I will record longer episodes, but um, I know sometimes y'all can get a little bored. Uh, y'all can get kind of bored on longer episodes. I know I do with some podcasts that make like two hour long episodes. I get kind of bored of the episode or pick back up and I'm like, what are we even talking about anymore? But I'll answer some questions real fast. Um, I need to screenshot all of these because I don't want to miss, I don't want to forget some, uh, because I did that a couple times where I did not screenshot them and then I never actually answered them. So we have a question from Alessia. Uh, what college are you going to? Any advice for high school students? Um, I have a ton of advice in episode one about high school students. If you haven't listened to that, I would go listen to that. Um, I know I just talked about theater, uh, college wise, I'm going to Western Kentucky university. Um, so the college choice was kind of hard for me. Uh, I, one thing, oh, I feel bad saying this. I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. 
I would I would recommend not um, dating in high school. I told I've told this to a few people um, because I think that if you're not mature enough to date, it can turn out not super well. So like, I was dating somebody who was going to Harding University, and for some reason, I I thought that I had to go there. Like I didn't want to have to break up with her, and I was like, if I go somewhere else, I'm gonna have to break up with her. And then also part of it too was that we did log distance my senior year and I was like, well, if I start even pursuing a different college, there's no reason to keep this relationship going because I'm going to a different college. And so I had all these stupid thoughts and I was, should I just don't recommend doing it unless you just feel like you're mature enough to, to do it, especially, especially dating somebody older than you that is going to a, a different college or going off to college and y'all will have to do long distance. I don't recommend dating. Some people can do it really well. I know, I know a few people that, uh, do it really well. Also pushed away a lot of my friends. Um, once I broke up with my past girlfriend, I was like, I didn't talk, I didn't hang out with any of y'all, like my friends until, and I kind of like realized that after and I felt bad and I kind of, could have made a lot more friends if I had been more open-minded about it and not felt like I not been like, Oh, I can just hang out with my girlfriend all the time. Like kind of been more open-minded about making friends and stuff. But so, so it was Harding was the college of my choice for a while. Harding university is a private Christian in Searcy, Arkansas. If you don't know what Harding is and it's a wonderful, wonderful school. Like I had considered UTK. I'm a huge, huge Vols fan. Uh, and I had actually started the application to UTK in October. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to break up with her. Um, for for some reason, I thought we were going to get married or something. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go to Harding. Um, and so I it had been Harding for a while. Uh, then we finally – and also Western Kentucky had been on the list. We had, I had been to Western Kentucky before. I had gone um, – we, in ju- my junior year of high school, my dad's got a cousin in Bowling Green, and uh, we had gone to visit him, and he, like, took us around the campus because he knew that at college, like, I was getting close to the college scene and or getting close to, like, starting the college process. And so he's like, let me just show you around. And so Western Kentucky had been on my list. I kind of pushed it off when I started dating uh, my past girlfriend. And, uh, and who was... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and so it had kind of been on my mind, like to to go there, but uh, it'd been harding for a while, and then I we broke up, and uh, I I finally got the open mindedness that I needed about college, and um, I got waitlisted at UTK. I got accepted off the waitlist at UTK, and I had a ton of friends going to UTK. It, it is a good school. Uh, it was just too big for me. I went to the state the host of state leadership conference. And I didn't go on a real tour of UTK, but I walked around the campus a ton because I had a lot of free time and I just kind of enjoy walking around and seeing things. So I walked around the campus and I was like, this is just too big for me. It's not for me. Um, I also didn't have a roommate either. So that was not for me. So then I, I got back down to Harding and, and Western Kentucky because I'd done everything I needed to go to Harding because I thought I was going to go to Harding. And um, it's, it's not a bad school. Uh, I just think that the thing with Harding is uh it's really campus campus oriented uh you're I was five hours away from my from my home at Harding 
And uh, the big thing at Harding is, is club culture. And if you know anything about private Christians, club culture is really big. And I've heard good things and bad things about club culture. And um, I honestly couldn't decide if that was something like I knew I probably would do it, but I couldn't decide if that was something that I really, really cared a lot about doing. And so I was kind of nervous to get there and be like, and, and not like club culture or not like Harding and be five hours away from my house. And, um, and I was kind of scared about being unhappy. And I thought that the, uh, the chance to, I think I also thought my opportunities at Western would be a little bit better because it's a state school. So their college of business is a lot bigger than Harding's would be. And the churches in Bowling Green are really, really nice. Um, really big church presence in Bowling Green, Church of Christ, lots of big ones. Uh, their campus ministry is really good. And so personally, I'm really, really looking forward to Western. I'm very excited. I'll be majoring in business data analytics. Uh, and um, I did find a roommate, actually, from Columbia. Uh, shout out Will Borchers. I don't think you will listen to this, but you are going to be my roommate. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, some advice for high school students. So to stray away from theater, because I've talked way too, way too much about theater in the past few episodes. Um, I highly recommend... Uh, highly recommend um, starting the college process earlier and being open-minded about college. So don't restrict yourself because of a relationship or because of what your parents want or because of... Now, do base a little bit off what your parents want because if you are um, blessed and and lucky enough to have parents like mine who were willing to pay for some of their college, their opinion does matter. But don't, don't go to you know, your parents' alma mater, because you feel like you, you have to go there. Uh, don't, don't let your significant other, like, uh, uh, change your college preference, because this is about you and your education in the next four years of your life. Like, you shouldn't let somebody else uh, do that. And start it, start it early. So start applying in August. Like, I know some of the colleges that you might be interested in may have essays. Don't be scared of the essays. You will thank yourself for doing them earlier, because uh, for two reasons. Um, you won't have to worry about it later in the year. You can kind of just breeze on by if you really hit it hard in July and August. But two, um, a lot of scholarship money is lost, and I lost a lot of scholarship money because of the colleges that I decided I wanted to go to and, and were interested in. I broke up with my girlfriend in December, and um, or we broke up. She actually broke up with me, but uh, we broke up in December, and um, I started considering other colleges, but uh, I could apply to them. Like I said, I'd started the application for UTK, so I was okay with that one. And for Western, I just barely beat the uh, the deadline for the institutional scholarships. But some of them, like there was a presidential full-ride scholarship that I would have applied for because of my ACT and GPA, but uh, the deadline for that was back in uh, November. So I missed that. I missed some of these deadlines. So definitely, definitely, definitely uh, started early. Um Take harder classes. Uh, that's another th- piece of advice that I have because I was really scared to take a lot of harder classes. I just kind of got into AP classes junior year um, because I just decided to take AP US history because I had a bunch of friends in AP US history. And, but I was really scared of it because I was like, I don't know how to write a paper. Um, I don't want a lot of homework. But if you're passionate about the subject, like I found out that I had a really big passion for history. Like, Yes, the course was a ton of work. I had a ton of homework. It was lots of nights where I stayed up till midnight doing homework because I would procrastinate it. But 
I learned how to write an essay from a push. Like I, my essay ability, my ability to write an essay would probably not be nearly as strong if I did not take APUS history. So you do genuinely learn a lot, especially with APUS history. I recommend taking APUS history. If you did not, you have not taken it, taken it. Miss Gray was an amazing teacher. Um, she like, I barely had to do any studying and I got a four in the exam. Like she is a stellar, 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 stellar teacher. Uh, sadly she is gone, but Ms. Schmidt is also a really, really amazing teacher as well. Amazing woman to talk to. I love her. Um, so I would definitely take it. You learn a lot, uh, and take the harder classes, take the AP classes because, uh, one, normally they're a little, they're smaller classes. So you can make a lot of friends from, from AP classes, like in AP Calc. Um, I got really close to a lot of people this year because we would always get together and study, which is one thing I actually miss. Like, even though I don't miss the stress of getting good grades on the test because it was a, yes, it was a challenging class. Um, I was lucky enough to keep my A and I studied hard and, uh, kept my A throughout the class, but, um, while I don't miss the stress. I do miss those moments that we all had together studying. Like one night we went to Starbucks and all studied together and just those fun moments. Can you do that together? I do miss a lot and you'll get that from an AP class, especially at CA because they're a lot smaller. Um, and I think it just will really prepare you for college because, a lot of the work, like, well, I don't really know what college homework is like because I've never actually been, but it is definitely a lot more homework than any other class, classes that you will have at CA. But um, I just say do it. It's not too much for you. I promise you, you'll be able to handle it. You will be fine. I mean, you might have to put in a little bit more work, but, you know, if you're passionate about getting good grades and you care about your GPA, then you'll be fine. And I have had so much fun. The teachers are amazing. Mystery Step is one of the greatest math teachers. I've ever met in my life. And I stand by the fact that no matter the class or the subject, if the teacher is passionate about the class, it will make you passionate about the class. So I did a summer program at Harding uh, last summer where pretty much you go and you live in the dorms for two weeks and you take classes and you do some other fun activities and you get three hours of credit if you go to Harding. So it's kind of a waste of money now because I'm not going there anymore, but it was still a fun experience. And so you get to take classes. And one of them was a art class. It was more like art history, actually. And um, the lady that taught it, she, uh, it was really boring. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't really care that much about this class. But it was just the fact that she cared so much about art. Like, one of the most boring things to me. I don't find, or, like, paintings, not, not like art itself. I find there's a lot of art that I enjoy, like theaters and art. But, like, specifically painting. Um, I didn't really care about that, but she was so happy to be there and teach us during her summer break about paintings. It made me and creativity. A lot of it was about creativity. It was really boring. It was always in the afternoon. I was tired. I just ate lunch. And it was just the fact that she was so enthusiastic to be there over her summer break and teach us rising seniors about this made me interested. Like, I probably could have cared less with any other teacher, but it was just her enthusiasm. And it was, and I've seen that a lot with Miss Gray, her enthusiasm to teach us about APO's history. Just something about it made me so interested in listening to what she had to say and being in her class. She made it sound like she was giving us the most important thing in the world, the most important knowledge ever, because she was so excited to be there and teach us. And I stand by that with Mr. Step. Mr. Step is so excited to do math. One of the, and one of the most, goofiest teachers like he always keeps you on your toes it, it's always an entertaining class and it's the fact that he cares so much about math 
like gets you excited to be there. And so I stand by that. You get to have some awesome teachers in the AP classes, and especially dual enrollments too. Don't don't count those out. You get, uh, I think it's four or five free dual enrollments, um, granted by the government, by the state government, free free college classes. So I would take them. I, I would just I would take as many as you possibly can, because while you might not feel like taking an online class or you might not feel like taking a harder college class, I promise you, if you put in the work, it'll pay off going into college when you have a ton of credits it's really really nice because you can get done a little bit faster and you can and uh or you can just have some really easy years where you're not having to take a lot of classes or a lot of hard classes and you can get kind of your gen eds out of the way and kind of get into your degree as well that's really helpful so that's some advice i have now um ask me that question again if you want more i can pro i i have some more uh some more advice to tell so um that's about all I have today. Um, I hope you'll have a great rest of the day. I'm so happy that you all decided to listen to this. Um, the viewers, we're growing. Um, we have about 30, 30 active listeners, so I appreciate you all a lot. Um, so uh, uh, happy Monday. Um, go out there and uh, kill this Monday. Uh, that's all I have. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.